Hey guys, everyone. I am Charlie Shrem, and you are watching and listening Untold Stories, where twice a week I get to dive deep with some of crypto's most influential leaders, the coolest people in the room, the brightest crayons in the box. And today we're here with the king of new finance, the king of DeFi, Tim Frost. Tim, like there are very few other people that can really claim to be part of so many new finance projects, especially, and I like that term, especially in DeFi, especially in crypto. Uh, you're part of the founding team of, of Wirex, which everyone knows and uses, Equibank, which everyone knows is, and uses and, and, and is involved in the underbelly of so many uh, of the companies and projects in the space helping with banking and financial infrastructure. And now Yield Finance, Yield.app. I mean, most people are comfortable with like doing one thing and founding one company, but all of a sudden you're just, it's not like it's one and then it goes away and you do another one. These are three very important companies now in the crypto space. Are you like, oh my God, I don't even know what question I want to ask because I have so many good, I have so many good questions here, but really how is yield different? Why? It seems like, it seems to me like Wirex and Equibank were more on the older finance side, but you were like trying to get into new finance. And now, and Wirex was one of the first consumer products in the space, actually. I actually used Wirex for a long time, the virtual debit card product. And, but then you'd really jumped into DeFi and new finance, hardcore, but still maintaining this the ability to be like have security, auditing, uh, uh, regulated, uh, uh, you know, do all these things to be like appease yeah. all the sides and everyone. Bring it all together for us. Yeah, no, no, thank you. That's a, thank you for quite an introduction. So, um, so yeah, my, my background, uh, what I've been doing in the last seven years is, is, you know, that early stage, uh, fintech development. And, and I said, I've been part of a lot of great teams and, and great companies to, to help really kind of early stage growth. And, um, I, I think really the, the, the kind of light bulb effect kind of really hit me when, um, when uh, COVID hit and I, everyone was well spinning all day on, on the computer. And then I, I finally went down the, the, the kind of DeFi rabbit hole. And, uh, and once I really got involved, um, one of my co-founders at Yield um, was actually living down the street. And uh, just we just started spending uh, just, I guess, all day, every day. And, and I just became absolutely obsessed with DeFi. And I had kind of dis dismissed it kind of originally. And then I, I just started to kind of, I guess, uh, really uh, spurn a lot of ideas of, you know, what, what could be done with this kind of technology and, and all this financial ecosystem was being built. So, you know, one of the, the missing elements and, and, you know, part of my early days at, at Wirex and, you know, I'm very proud to be um, part of that original team, but um, there's a way of using your, your crypto assets. It is a, a digital banking infrastructure, but there was never... There's never really a reason to kind of keep your money there. And, you know, the, the real purpose of you know, like what you want from financial institutions is, is ultimately to be able to, to grow, to grow your, your, your nest egg, to grow your, your assets that you, you have there. And so what we started to put together was like, well, you know, there's fantastic yields happening in, in DeFi and, you know, some of it's absolutely wild and but some of it is, is absolutely very, very sound and, built on very sound principles and you know these things are going to be here for the years to come and can we tap into that and offer these high interest yielding accounts and, and offer this to kind of more of a, a retail kind of clientele that more like what we had at at, at wirex 
So to kind of fast forward, that's kind of what we've built and, and now have launched that, that yield app. The same way you describe DeFi and in the past year, the, the amount of realization that I've had how DeFi is really the first killer app for cryptocurrency that I saw because we've proven that Bitcoin model over the last 10 years. And the, the 2017 ICO hype cycle was arguably a testing of this technology. So while the companies and whatever, whatever, a lot of, you know, out of every hundred ICO companies, we had one really good one. If you look at that as like just testing the technology, stress testing the technology and go back and say, okay, we know we can build shit on this now. What can we build? And you're right. Like, we don't just want Bitcoin and crypto to be like just spending. It's leaving your money there and growing that nest egg. But how can you explain DeFi to people who don't really understand, who understand already crypto, but don't really understand why this is so important? And really, like, how can we explain DeFi to people? You know, how do we even just define it for people? who don't understand cryptocurrency as a whole. And now they're like, oh, DeFi, DeFi, all these coins. They're like, so now we have to explain crypto to them, Bitcoin and DeFi to them. It's very complicated. Yeah, absolutely. It is, it is complicated. I'm, I'm, well, I'm still learning. And I, I think that was one of the, the inspirations of actually starting Yield. And so I think the, the best way I think we've done is, is to strip this down into, you know, what is the, the basic fundamentals of, of finance um you know so what bitcoin really brought us was was peer-to-peer -peer money you can send money to me i can send money to you that's it's borderless it's frictionless and it, that alone already made everyone's kind of i guess eyes pop of, of everything yeah. that could be and um with the the evolution of smart contracts and now what has kind of evolved especially over the last four or five years we have a basic financial transactions happening on chain it's it's borrowing it's lending and people are now using these uh, such as derivatives so it's taking like the traditional finance which has been proven out over over the course of time and now putting these things on chain uh, removing intermediaries and you know now they're happening 24 7 and they're ruled by by smart contracts and it all comes down to liquidity, right? Like 2020 taught us that that word matters more than market cap or price or anything. It all comes down to liquidity and efficient markets just want liquidity. And now I really understand why you have various, you know, you have the M1 money supply of the M2 because some of it is readily available and other, other parts of it are just accessible through the credit markets because businesses and companies need liquidity. Is it correct? And I'm going to, is a correct way to define liquidity, like to someone where I say, hey, if I give you a million dollars and all I say is I'm a bank now, so I'm going to offer you this liquidity at 5% a year. So at the end of the year, you have to give me back, you know, let's just say it was a hundred thousand uh, dollars. You have to give me back a hundred thousand, you know, $105,000. So that's liquidity but you can use that money for whatever you want. You can, you can grow your business. If, my, if you have a, a painting company, you own a paint supply store, you can use that money to purchase stock. So while it's not your profit, you have the ability to use that to, to further your business. How does liquidity apply into something like DeFi? Why is liquidity so important in crypto? Well, I think you've just kind of really hit it right, right on the head. Um, so 
you know, I think really when I would look at Uniswap and what really I put kind of Uniswap really on the map was just people be able to bring and add liquidity um, to the pool. And so you need a, a maker and a taker. And if there's always, if there's liquidity providers and they're being rewarded and, and taking a, a fee, right, directly from the liquidity that they're providing. And now with these kind of LP tokens that have kind of emerged and another kind of incentive mechanism um, around this, this actually is making a, a, a very fluid market. And obviously with the emergence of all these uh, aggregators now, now working across multiple DEXs, this thing has really started to evolve uh, very, yeah. very rapidly. So. And as this market is starting to become more efficient, there's a lot of money to be made. Markets take a long time to become efficient. And if they're growing, their growth will always outweigh the, the markets. Like efficiency follows growth. So now I've found that if you study hard enough and if you look hard enough, you can find very good yields and very good margins. For example, just providing liquidity, providing liquidity on a token. The risk is that the token will, will drop in value, obviously, just like anything else. But if you're already holding that token and you're holding ETH or another trading pair, you can go in and just be both maker taker and earn a yield. And sometimes these yields are very great. And if you ask someone, oh, if I can offer you 20% yield a year, where this is the risk, but it's all done on smart contracts, I potentially would be comfortable with that risk, especially if I'm holding this token already. Are these the type of like strategies that you guys do in yield finance? Yeah, that with yield, that is to, to break it down very simply. Um, that is the the very principles of you know, where we're kind of operating. Um, our, our team, particularly, we work very closely with um, with on Curve um, is pr the primary kind of protocol that we're we're yeah, really. Like stripped down into kind of all the nuts and bolts and have really kind of built out and, and integrated uh, directly kind of into. And, and th that is essentially that we, we are um, providing the, the liquidity and, um, you know, we, we are searching out all the opportunities. As you said, the, these markets are inefficient and there's, there's every, every day there, there's new opportunities that are taken advantage of. And if you have a, a team that really kind of, knows and understands it and is able to uh, take advantage of it and, and fill the need. Um, there's, there's absolutely um, direct financial rewards that are tapping into. Yeah. I, you're, you're tapping into these inefficient markets, making them more efficient, providing, uh, growing the ecosystem, but also uh, providing the ability to make a profit. So now how does it work from the user side? Someone is holding, you know, uh, $100,000 of USDC and they come to U Yield Finance, yield.app. What does it look like? What does sign up look like? What are what, what are some strategies that's, that people can look at? Well, we're trying to obfuscate all, all this complications. We trying to make it as very frictionless as, as possible to um, open an account. Uh, we, we are a fintech, so we you get on and you provide uh, basic KYC. Um, you Deposit your stable coins, uh, soon your ether, your bitcoins, and you know we'll have those those fiat gateways. So you de deposit your funds, and you you have an option to invest. Uh, you have very uh, predictable returns. Uh, you get kind of daily returns, and you know for the end user, we want it to be um, as simple as that. You know you are earning daily 
yields and um, you know you have the opportunity to kind of withdraw your funds at, at any time. Are these funds kept where I control the smart the, the keys here where I'm controlling um, like is my password encrypting the keys of, of these coins or whatever? So we use BitGo for our oh, client so wallets. Awesome. Um, so yeah, or or real target market. I, I understand what you're getting at is you know the the people that well we we need to build over set passwords for and we have insured insured wallets on on our side that we handle. Yeah, it's it's great how companies like BitGo came up and said, hey, all DeFi projects and and really any any type of like crypto company itself that wants to like maintain funds, we can offset the regulatory risk, we can offset the security risk, and we'll do it all and then we'll insure ourselves. When Ben pitched me that idea years ago in the Facebook campus, I remember like sitting with him in like at the Facebook lunchroom. The only time I was ever at the Facebook lunchroom I ate for free and Ben was working because he had built Facebook Messenger. The founder of BitGo built Facebook Messenger, sold it to to Facebook. So he's like, it's like, yeah, we're gonna do this Bitcoin. I was like, dude, what are you talking about? Like, no one could even get any Bitcoin right now. Like, you can't even buy Bitcoin. You're gonna talk about being a custodial solution and doing all these things. I like, you're like, ten years down the road. Well, I mean, like, who's laughing now? Yeah, no, definitely. There's the the two sides of the equation. Obviously, they they've been uh, developing parallel, right? Those that say it's my not your keys, not your coin, and um, those people that like I, I you know. Like last week, I, I had a kind of incident with um, kind of a family member that, well, they they looked and they had a little bit of Bitcoin and they uh, realized it was now um, now extremely extremely yeah. valuable and and they thought that they had their their coins in a, in a particular wallet at a particular exchange and they um, they didn't um, mm. they ended up having it on a, a a wallet sitting on an old phone that could have been tossed out at, at any moment. And so it's, you know, I said, that's it's why they exist. Right. And ultimately I think that, you know, the, um, well, if you look at, I think there's still the majority of coins are, are still sitting on, on centralized exchange wallets um, today. So. I wanted to mention that this show is produced by blockworks.co, a media production company that I trust and love without them. The show that has been running for like a year and a half wouldn't even be around. I love those guys. They're a media events and production company. They produce tons of other podcasts uh, that are run by my friends. So if you like listening to podcasts and if you like reading the news, if you like checking anything out or participating to events, check out blockworks.co. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate it. Tim, how is Yield different? So we understand how yield is different from other like platforms that you can go in, like Coinbase, Voyager. Well, I don't even know about Coinbase, but like, uh, like I said, Voyager, Nexo, some of these centralized interest-bearing platforms. We explain the difference between those and what this is here. But how is where does this fall into like DeFi? Are we starting to like have more of a DeFi is on a spectrum that some will just be more centralized, some will be less, and then they all fall somewhere on that spectrum? Yeah, um, a little bit. So, you know, there's some excellent companies you've mentioned, um, Nexo, Celsius, these, these companies, actually a lot of the inspiration of that kind of is behind what we're, what we're building. Um, you know, they're doing a, a lot of more, uh, traditional kind of lending, um, 
with your with your assets and you know where we've really gone to is you know we're we're chasing yields and you know right now we are providing much much higher um, yielding accounts than than um, some of these competitors and I, I think that's kind of where our our real value is I mean we're you know we we feel like we really understand DeFi and we got a great portfolio team a great development team and you know we we are very comfortable with um, you know deploying capital directly into um, high interest um, but we think very secure and safe um, yeah the protocols you're 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 doing the legwork you're you're going out there and like hey like panning for gold I hate to say it whereas like even someone like me I've been in the space 10 years I'm still not fully comfortable putting money into like smart contractual based DeFi platforms that I fully don't know like I'm so crazy about it if I see the audit, like, okay, Hartej is one of your advisors and auditors. If I yeah. see him at that he audited uh, a smart contract of another platform, like, I will go and start hammering him about it because I'm so nervous because I've lost my money so many times. And I've lost my family's money so many times. And I don't, my wife told me to stop speculating with our rent. So I have to be careful. <laughs> so in this situation, you guys are going out and doing the legwork. Okay, so let me ask you a question. Things break, things fail. Every day, another smart contractual platform, whether there's something breaks, something gets hacked, exit scam, whatever, it, it just happens. We're in an industry. Who takes that risk in this situation? Does Yield take yeah, so, that risk or does me as I take that risk? Yeah, so you know, it's, good, it's a good question. And, and I think everything you kind of just touched on. I mean, I think right now, if, if we really strip down our... our portfolio, which um, I'm not going to go into too many details on all of our positions, but I mean, they're, these are time tested. These are, we're not, we're not chasing the, the newest, hottest flavor of the week, right? Okay, so while we do, we want to be relevant and we want to understand everything that that's really happening. Um, let's say, uh, you know, we have our, our corporate funds deployed um, anywhere client funds are. So, you know, we, we feel um, very comfortable, and we make sure like we have our own kind of a our own skin in the game. Um, and so these things have been, well, nothing nothing in crypto is was one hundred percent safe. But you know, I'm kind of glad to maybe offline go through a, a couple very vanilla strategies that we we feel you know are completely secure and and have sure. proven all the test of time. So, but the insurance aspect, this is a um, this is, I, I think, one of the, the key points to this. And um, so obviously with uh, the BitGo, uh, we have insured wallets, but that doesn't help you when um, actual funds are deployed. So, you know, initially we are we are underwriting um, or, or our portfolio. Uh, we are building out our own kind of insurance pool and a percentage of the, oh, the cool. AUM, the revenue, is, is being aggregated initially into a pool. And, you know, where we know where we're going to get to and we're looking at like quarter two to kind of really have something of substance is to work with one of the the top kind of decentralized um insurance pools and, and, and projects and companies out there and and um you know make sure that we are able to um safely and securely and, and manage risk properly. So it is a it's a long work in progress and you know overall I mean this is uh it's a necessary step and, and we, we know and recognize it. So it's at the top of, yeah, our, of course, our roadmap. And that grows. And, and then, and then what'll end up happening is that risk will, st 
one of the biggest I would love I don't even want to talk about it because it'll someone's gonna do it. You're gonna do it. Someone's gonna do it. But the ability to trade risk within the crypto ecosystem, we don't see yet. So for example, you'll soon see. Okay, we're gonna we're we're about to go. I think we're gonna go through an, an epic liquidity squeeze with Bitcoin, but with with most you know hard cap cryptos, you're gonna see an epic liquidity squeeze. Really, really starting with Bitcoin. Um, and and when it comes to that, uh, a lot of these companies, most of them in fact, PayPal, Robinhood, Cash App, they're merely giving you an IOU on the crypto. It's not the actual asset itself. When there's a liquidity squeeze, and right now. Grayscale and all these companies are buying more Bitcoin than, than there are being mined every single day because there's so much demand for it. Why don't we see the ability to trade like Robinhood IOU BTC versus PayPal IOU BTC and then that being a trading pair in and of itself and then you have more liquidity and then me, I'll provide that liquidity. I think we are. I think we are going to start um, seeing more and more kind of so cool. insurance products. And you, you are correct. I mean, there is absolutely, um, you know, some some squeezes coming. And you know, this is. I mean, there there's markets that are emerging quite quite uh, fluidly on on the topic. So, both in the, the Bitcoin world and obviously all all the tokens and um, the the more conventional DeFi as well. So. I think it slowly is is moving, and you know, great ideas. I mean, that's obviously we have ambitions to to merge into um, similar things, but uh, it's just about a, a, a time and, and a roadmap to be able to get there. We always thought that, uh, like, it would just come down to why do you need a blockchain? It's just an Excel spreadsheet, essentially. But then, if you look at that and you say, well. If you have millions of Excel spreadsheets, if you have all these blockchains, cause, you know, because if you looked at why you need a blockchain from the premise of there should only be one blockchain, then yeah, you're going to come up with that scenario. But if you look at it like there's going to be thousands of blockchains, they're all going to be a little bit different. They're all going to have different economic strategies. They're all going to have different socioeconomic strategies and built in and people and equalities and blah, blah, blah. And all those spreadsheets are going to need to like interact with each other in the most efficient way. And yeah, you need a blockchain to do that. And that's really kind of like where we're going here, uh, I think. You guys have um, engines. You have like portfolio engines. How does that work? What are the type of portfolios that I can see? Do I choose? Do they swap between each other? Well, the, the, the sheer amount of data, uh, as you're kind of referring to, I mean, it is just, it's so much that we can't even uh kind of visualize you know what what is happening i mean already internally i mean we're we're trying to understand of, of how do we possibly uh, gather and, and aggregate all this data kind of properly to and to kind of be able to display this so the you know on our side this portfolio management system is it's an internal tool right and it's our kind of internal tool to what we like to say is it's our it's our kind of eyeglass into into defi yeah. Um, it's, we're looking at all the protocols we have, you know, we have, um, a different tools that have been built to be able to monitor the, the mempools. Um, there's, um, there's essentially even uh, social kind of data, uh, pulled off of this. And, and ultimately really? we, we have, well, we're, you know, this is where we, it's a, 
crypto crypto moves 24/7 and you know there's any sort of any sort of uh signs of any kind of mischievous deeds they they show up um obviously they they show up on on chain very early and they they show up on social yeah, and 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 things do um spreads very quickly and so it's it's a lot about being um understanding the data and and being able to react uh quickly and if you have you know different triggers kind of set up i mean you can actually get to a point where you well un- understand what's happening in the market um, potentially faster than than other people so it's such it's such an amazing thing to even say that you're not chasing yields in traditional markets you're chasing yields in crypto markets so that that implies that our industry is so far along that we have inefficient markets that need to be like kind of all brought together and their ability to make, you know, kind of like the early days of Bitcoin when you can make money simply. Like that's what it reminds me of. Like you can make a lot of money simply by doing the legwork of going to an exchange, maintaining two balances, selling, buying Bitcoin on one, selling Bitcoin on the other. The simple act of opening up two exchange accounts and getting verified was so difficult in 2012, 2013 that you can make significant yield just by that arbitrage. And people built massive businesses. I built arbitrage bots that I never even got to use because I was arrested. But we were going to like arbitrage on Mount Gox. Well, it's good we didn't because Mount Gox ended up shutting down and we would have lost a bunch of money. But we were going to do all this arbitrage. It was crazy. But it's changed. So many, yeah, so, so many people are just, well, they're slow. They're going to be slow to react. And we we do, I mean, every day now we're, we're talking with more um traditional money traditional capital uh, traditional sure. funds that are that are you know wanting to to understand how they can actually enter enter these markets um understand the markets um better and uh, you know they they'll they'll be a little bit slow to kind of react so you you are correct in the interim there is um absolute opportunity on on every front because the the first movers do have the tremendous advantage what are we still missing? What is our what? Are, what are the crypto markets still in, still missing? Because these are the things that I'm going to look for as the new flavors of the week, as you say. Because, uh, you know, a year ago, if we were talking, I would have said what's missing when you were at YRX or doing uh, um, Equibank, and and I would have said what's missing. You would have told me, well, this is missing. What you do now? So now, what's missing? What else? What else does our industry need? What's your number four company? <laughs> oh, I mean, I think what's what's missing, particularly in, in DeFi. Well, what's missing in crypto overall is still, I, I think, is is I feel like it's always been kind of fortunate. It's as well as it is self-regulating. Um, I, I still think it's still not nearly to to the place that it needs to be. Um, and big old signs point to we we are in the middle of a another massive bull run, and 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 I guess in a, a year ago. Um, so much of what's happening right now would not be getting by because more there'd be more people um, pointing towards this, and um, I guess more almost uh, internet kind of detectives, right? That are going in and raising flags and bringing people's attention. But it's um, so naturally, and right now there's a lot of people entering crypto, and a lot of people want to find high yielding opportunities and. Well, I would like people to find us and, and Celsius's and the Nexos and the Voyagers, um, but they're 
you know, oftentimes they're going to be stumbling upon something that, that seems shiny, but uh, there's really not much anything there. Um, and it might promise, have higher promises, but it's, it's uh, quite, quite terrifying of the, the end results oftentimes. That's, that's very, very, very much the case. Hey, I just tried signing up for early access and it says that only 50 randomly selected users will be invited every 24 hours. How do I get above that line? And how do my listeners me. get above that line? Yeah, absolutely. Um, join our, the biggest thing is join our telegram. Uh, just okay. make, make some noise. Tell us you want to want early access and we'll, we'll get you on the list. I like um, that. Prove yourself, yeah. right? That's awesome. Yeah, it's, we, we, we love that, right? We love a, a passionate community. And so, you know, oftentimes our, our moderators are, are happy to add you. Um, so, so we've just started sending out batch invites. We just sent out uh, about 200. Actually, just before this uh, meeting day, I just sent about 200 invites. And uh, we're I'm a big yield chaser. Like a, Let me in. Absolutely. Well, we'll make sure you're the <laughs> the next batch. But but actually, I, I do have to to warn you. Um, we actually don't we don't accept U.S. citizens today. So it used to be that uh, these rules. And laws were written in the U.S. These more like more stringent, higher rules were written because it was like a pay-to-play scenario. Not like pay, but follow the rules, do what you got to do, and you have access into the U.S. markets. And you can have access to the U.S. banking system, access to U.S. customers, access to U.S. money. But now, that's not the case anymore. Most companies in crypto say the exact thing you say, where it's like we simply just don't need us we don't want it because it's too much of a burden and there's enough money there's enough there are enough people now that the world has has liquidity there are enough people now that it's just simply not the case anymore uh will that change well i don't know if that's going to change in the short term i mean it is the greatest market in the world and then every financial company in the world would would you know ultimately want to serve the u.s market for i mean so many reasons but uh, people are, it's just the, the barrier to entry is, is a little bit more. I mean, uh, and, you know, internally at yield, I mean, that is absolutely at the, at the kind of our, our, our list of, of you know, yeah. be able to, to be able to be able to provide uh, services to us clients. Um, just, there's just a process that we will have to ultimately work through. Tim. What's the most excited feature that you want to launch for Yield in 2021? Okay, so this is where we we feel it's going to be very powerful and what we're quite uh, excited for. So uh, we have our, our stablecoin fund now, and we will be launching a, a Bitcoin and an Ether fund um, that will be kind of more DeFi focused. And so being able to trade um, through your positions from your, your stable coin fund to your Bitcoin fund to your Ether fund um, while, while essentially staying invested and continue to earn yields. And so this is kind of our, I guess, on our, our big uh, master kind of a to-do list and, and to kind of build out right now. But, you know, we love the idea of, of people want to be able to hedge their assets. And now if they, you know, if there's a correction, if they, if they want to go back long Bitcoin, um, they can, ultimately stay invested and continue sure. earning APY on it. Do you see yourselves 
offering the ability to trade for people to trade within their position. So I guess, is there a connection between the token and then position in the investment itself? Yeah, so the, well, there's um, the relationship. I mean, the, the token is a, a rewards token and it essentially amplifies your, your APY uh, onto the platform. So it was, yeah, that was actually exactly what we wanted to do is, is if you're, you know, if you're invested earning a 20% APY on, on stablecoin fund and, and Bitcoin has a 25% correction and you decide that, hey, it's a good time to re-enter Bitcoin. Uh, we want you to be able to move from your stablecoin fund to your yes. to your invested Bitcoin position to, you know, obviously it's going to be a, a lesser return, but, you know, you stay essentially invested um, long into Bitcoin while, while still earning APYs powered through DeFi. Do you, you know, there, the, uh, I kind of want to leave, leave off with this question that I hadn't actually pre-written, but it seems like there's like a flavor of a flavor, but like a, a thread that I'm seeing with you and a lot of other people that I've been talking about. And I'll preface it with the fact that with even going back to when Ethereum was first launched and the invention of the term altcoin and maximalism, a lot of people were afraid, and this is where maximalism came from, that with the advent of Ethereum ICOs, DeFi, more tokens, blockchains, Bitcoin would lose its culture, identity, and like love. But it seems like the opposite happened. So you look at you, for example, and from what I'm gathering, it's like you are all, you know, you are balls deep in, 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 you know, DeFi and, and new finance, uh, just going from, from YRX to Equibank to now, but there's still like a love and a passion for Bitcoin and like a cultural and, and an understanding of sound money that you've talked about as a thread. And I, it's heartwarming because I see that with a lot of other people too. Do you agree? Yeah, no, I, I mean, I think it's it's still here. I think the majority of people still, I mean, still feel like this is, I mean, it is still king, right? And, you know, we, we all believe in a, it's a, still has a very bright future. And, yeah. you know, we're, we're now, you know, now it's, it's hard to believe how many years it's actually been, been released because it feels like it's still so, so, so premature um, to, to ultimately where it's going, but. I mean, for, for guys like myself, I mean, like it's, you know, Bitcoin is, is amazing, but like, you know, what do you do with it? You, you, you hold it or you buy it or you sell it. I mean, it's, it's very, it's like a, a piece of gold. Right. And so it's, you know, there's, there's already, I mean, thousands of companies that have been built that are, you know, that allow you to, to do these, right. And they can allow you to hold it and hold it in certain different ways, but you know, they, the I guess the the next evolutions that are that are coming right are, are like these things through kind of DeFi, which is now it's it's more I guess more kind of rapid paced and more I guess dynamic and um, ultimately it's going to allow us to do many more things that that Bitcoin just just simply doesn't allow. Is it an evolution or is it a revolution? <laughs> um. Well, I think in the digital currency space, it is a, it's a, it is an evolution. Um, and it just, you know, what, what Ethereum had, has built, right? It had just built off the, the framework of, of what Bitcoin had laid. But, you know, in, in finance, I mean, it's, no, it is a, absolutely, it's a, it's a revolution. And I, I, you know, I, I 
as much as I have a, a love hate effect with um, with the kind of crypto industry overall, I mean, this is definitely this is a this is a powerful evolution, and, and it's hard to it's hard to even deny it now. Um, with, with with so many major companies have you know they're 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 working on things with the with the the advent of stable coins and everything that this the, the possibilities now this starts to to open up of you know where where finance is going and, and the way that money is going to be moved and like all the advantages over you know over bitcoin for actually moving capital it's a religion my friend and all of us yeah. listeners and users and creators and doers right now whether you believe in religion or not if you look at the stories of religion those early followers of the prophets etc that's who we are all of us the listeners the users the doers of of crypto we are those people who just in the beginning blindly followed something that we believed was right and here we are today so tim thank you thank you for not just coming on the show but continuing to trailblaze and and for not giving up and and growing our industry and and talking to me all the time on telegram <laughs> Oh, thank you, Charles. Very honored to be on the show. It's one of the best shows in the whole you. industry, so I appreciate it. I really appreciate that. I really do. Thank you.